0: I am Neil Edwards, and this is The Leadership Range, where we elevate the voices of black and brown coaches, leaders, and allies, and have soulful conversations about all things at the intersections of leadership, relationships and teams, well-being, and inclusion. Here I offer deep insights and practical tips for work and life. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about black men in corporate America, specifically, black men in white corporate America and what that might be like, what black men might be going through, what black men might need in order to navigate white corporate space. I'm gonna talk about it in general terms and it's really just a lot of my own musings from my experience underpinned by the work that I do as a professional coach. And I'm also gonna offer three broad categories of work that black men can do to develop themselves and to support how they navigate corporate space that can often be treacherous and harmful. It might be considered a paradox to be a black man in corporate spaces led by men who are predominantly white, especially where the black man has increasing rank and power. To be clear, men who are white means men who are primarily of European ancestry and are classified as white in the U.S. There's this trend happening where At least I've heard more white men in the U.S. are beginning to distance themselves from the notion of whiteness by saying something like, I am not white, I identify as Italian, say. You know, racism and white supremacy has this insidious way of making subtle adjustments to maintain itself. Anyway, historically, black men in the U.S. typically neither get into nor belong in spaces or roles uh, that are accepted by the white majority as requiring intellect, business know-how, or financial and decision-making control. Black men mostly don't get to be self-identified or fully expressed in mixed company in the U.S., unless it is in sports or entertainment. And in my humble observation, predominantly white workspaces expect black men to be meek and just black enough to support a d PR agenda you know, probably a little bit less black than blackish, the show blackish. Definitely not ashy, not bold, and not loud. And in some ways, you know, I fall into the meek category because I originate from another country where I was a majority and don't have a history beginning at birth and and through childhood and adolescence of negative aggressions against my identity by white people. I just didn't have that. And You know, it's a weird place to be because black men don't get to be black versions of white men in the hierarchy of patriarchy. Not that that's healthy anyway, but that kind of capital and power to support it just doesn't exist. And um, the essence of what it means to be black in corporate America often goes something like, don't be too black because that may be intimidating or Maybe be more like white women, but not too feminine, because then you won't be a man. Uh, do bring it down a little bit. You know, just don't get too close to white women. Be really smart, but not too smart. Don't talk too much. Don't talk too little. Don't be so aggressive. Be proactive. Don't take credit. Wait for it to be given to you. Be humble. But you need to have a cool hoop story, though. You need to have that. Um, do you know golf? And the list just goes on forever. Black men have no identity in corporate America that makes any kind of natural sense. Even though we can point to specific examples of black men who have reached high places, the examples are one, extreme exceptions by the numbers, and two, primarily filled with black men who have lived into unacceptable or acceptable levels of. A white corporate construct of meekness within whatever vocational group or level they occupy. This is the paradox that many black men in the U.S. live in and rumble with daily as they navigate their various workspaces trying to be productive providers or contributors to their households, communities, and professions. As for me, my understanding comes from my own life, plus what I have the privilege to do as a professional leadership, relationship systems, and well being and inclusion coach. I've coached successful black men and women uh, at multiple levels of success, and the stories are similar. Constant microaggressions, getting overlooked for roles and promotions, exclusion from inner circles of business support and opportunities, social isolation at work and after work, having their ideas and contributions unequally questioned and dismantled, only to see them show up later to the benefit of others, usually white others. Basically, white men put their arms around other white men and actively support and elevate whiteness in the workplace with consistency and fervor. Unconscious bias, conscious bias, racism, white supremacy. Companies have not yet developed the muscle or the will and courage to clear a path to ask and answer questions about race-driven bias or outright racism inside their own walls designed into their own systems, or the reality that they have racist leaders who are having a measurable impact on their DNI investments in a negative way. Meanwhile, not only do black brothers die in the streets crying for help, get locked away, opportunities stolen by criminal records and lost time by a nation that continues to look away consciously and unconsciously. Black brothers, um, they suffer silently at work and they don't have space, no safe space to process what they're bearing or increase their capacity, to ca- increase their capacity or their capability to develop themselves to navigate this perpetually hostile corporate space that they often exist in. The tax black men pay in corporate America is high and it has real personal business and community costs the cost of emotional and intellectual energy in relationships professional and personal physical energetic costs to the body from just general tiredness to more chronic morbidities that could lead to premature aging and death it's serious and and with little thought and support in place, you know, I think I ought to at least give these circumstances a voice on air because there is not enough attention here in the public narrative. It is almost entirely ignored and creates somewhat of a vacuum in black male identities. Black men seem to be getting washed out and having no sovereignty over themselves and their chosen identities, especially as they navigate corporate work in predominantly white organizations. And I want to speak to it and point to a path for black men in corporate spaces for personal and professional development. It is strategic leader development for black men with a strong lens on working across differences in corporate America while advancing as a leader. Here's the path. And there's three parts to this, and I'll summarize each one. One, self-centered development and system-centered practices. Professional coaching was designed by privilege, for privilege. It therefore has gaps as a modality to support those who are not in the majority. It also requires the perspective, understanding, and compassion that so far comes only through a subject matter specialist with similar or shared experiences who also bring the skills and competencies needed to make distinctions in content, we're living while black. Number two, response styles for microaggressions and conflict. Microaggressions as a form of conflict in relationships at work is what I'm talking about. How black men respond to aggressions influences the impact they have, the outcomes they want, and the ongoing attitude and hell beliefs they have, whether it's positive or negative. Three multidimensional allyship. The allyship conversation is huge, and and I've spoken about it here on this podcast, and it's primarily focused on white people doing things. Allyship requires at least two people in a relationship. In this context, white and black people have things to do. It's a co-creative partnership. Properly equipped, though, black men, black people, Can respond to aspiring allies in ways that hold those aspiring allies accountable, set appropriate boundaries, and strengthen relationships and therefore produce better outcomes. I am dedicating more of my time to supporting Black leaders in corporate spaces who are trying not only to survive, but develop and thrive. Like I said, coaching was created for privilege by privilege. I happen to have the privilege of doing a lot of professional coaching over the years, and I'm skilled at it. But because corporate space is mostly white, and I work in corporate space, I've coached more white men and women than I have people of color, with black and indigenous people getting the least from me. I also know that black professionals have gotten nominated less than white professionals to get leadership coaching, and then don't generally seem to get the equivalent engagement and support from the leaders who act as their executive coaching sponsors. It leaves me, as a black male coach, a rare breed, in a quandary, providing great coaching to already privileged folks. All while people who look like me suffer at work because of race-based biases and racism that companies do not want to touch unless forced to do so. So brothers, I encourage you to find a professional leadership coach for your development. Find a black coach. They are out there. I'm out here. Pay out of pocket or request it through your company. Corporations are spending money on professional coaching. There is no reason for you to go at this alone. And you deserve the same support an increasing number of your white counterparts are getting. Thank you for listening to my musings here on the Leadership Range. If you're interested in learning more about strategic leader development for black men, I would welcome your inquiries. Listen to new episodes of the Leadership Range every Monday. Beginning next week for the month of March, I have an exciting lineup of guests scheduled black leaders, authors, and PhDs in leadership, diversity, equity, and inclusion, coaching, and well being. So make space and make a plan to listen. I love new connections, so connect with me on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash in slash nEdwards07 and let me know that you listened. If you have a topic suggestion, want to join a conversation or know someone who ought to be on the leadership range, send me an email at neil at neiledwardscoaching.com. I look forward to you listening to future episodes.